Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the show. If this is your first time listening, thanks for checking the show out, and I hope you continue to be a listener. If you've listened to previous episodes, I appreciate you coming back and continuing to be a listener. This podcast is about three specific topics, movies, sports, and politics. If you'd like to follow the show on social media, the Twitter handle is at BendYourEarPod, which is also the Instagram handle. The website where you can get any shows that you'd like is LetMeBendYourEar.com. The show is also available on the following platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and CastBox. If you'd like to email the show, the email is BendYourEarPodcast at gmail.com. Again, the show is going to center on movies, and I hope you enjoy this episode. All right. It's great to have Neve back on the show. Uh, she was on a few episodes back. If you remember, we talked about horror films, about our favorite horror movies. So she is back to assist me in reviewing It Chapter 2, uh, the highly anticipated sequel to the 2018 film It Chapter 1. So I'm very happy to have her on. So welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me back. All right, so go ahead. Uh, You are the author of the Crime in My Pocket blog. So tell everybody a little bit about your blog and where they can find you and the blog on social media. Uh, It's a true crime blog. It just tells uh, stories of different true crime cases and and analyzes them a bit. It can be found on uh, www.crimeinmypocket.com and uh, on Twitter as well then at Crime in My Pocket. Perfect. Thanks. So we're going to I'm going to give a brief synopsis of the film and then we're going to get into discussing uh, more about it and get into our review towards the end of the episode. So uh, it chapter two is the sequel to the 2018 film it chapter one, which detailed uh, in the first part, the Losers Club, which was uh, a set of kids that kind of came together through shared trauma and became friends and battled uh, evil in the town of Derry, Maine that took the form of Pennywise the Clown. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you've seen the end of the first part, obviously they destroyed uh, Pennywise, or they thought they did. Uh, They made a pact at the end of part one that if it ever returned, uh, that they would all come back no matter where they were at to finish it off. So chapter two picks up 27 years later, uh, and Mike, who was played by Isaiah Mustafa, is the one only left in the town. Uh, The movie opens with a hate crime against a gay couple and uh, that cuts to Mike notifying the other members of the Losers Club that the evil has returned and they need to come back and battle it. Uh, So you have the group of kids that are now adults. You have Beverly Marsh played by Jessica Chastain, Bill uh, Bill Dembro played by James McAvoy, Richie Tozer played by Bill Hader, Uh, again Mike Hanlon played by Isaiah Mustafa, Ben Haskam by Jay Ryan. You have Eddie played by James Ransone, and Andy Bean plays Stanley with Bill Skarsgård returning as Pennywise the Clown. So chapter two picks up uh, with everyone coming back and them kind of revisiting uh, their past in an effort to destroy uh, Pennywise and therefore destroy evil in the town. Uh, So that's a brief synopsis of the film. Same director returns, uh, Dave Muschietti, who was director of the horror film Mama, and of course of It Chapter One. So we're going to start, I'm going to start with Neve talking about what you liked about the movie. So let's start there. What about the movie did you enjoy? What did you like? I really enjoyed what really impressed me was the CGI and all the different things. It it really shows the difference from the original it as well, how far we've actually come in all that. 
like the scene in the Chinese restaurant with all the little creepy creatures and things going all over the table and, you know, just uh, terrorizing uh, the, the gang. And all of uh, the Pennywise attacks the CGI, the way he opens his mouth and devours people. And I really enjoyed as well all the all the, uh, the the death scene at the end, obviously, where he takes on that big giant spider form and everything, the CGI and the way they do Pennywise as well with the, the effects and everything, the wardrobe on Pennywise, it's, it is brilliant. I really enjoyed that. Obviously, yeah, I agree. Re- Oh, yeah, on, sorry. <laughs> I obviously really enjoyed the Stephen King cameo as well. That was uh, that's all. That's always fun because uh, it's it's sort of it's always like a blink and you miss it, almost like how Hitchcock does it. And uh, but when you see it, it's like oh yeah, there's Stephen King. So I yeah, did really phenomenal. enjoy that. Yeah, that's yeah. phenomenal. There's actually two good cameos in there. So the first cameo is actually early in the movie uh, with Bill Dembro because uh, he's an author and uh, his character is introduced uh, as they're producing one of his films because his wife is an actress and the director that plays the director in the scene of the film is Peter mm-hmm. Bogdanovich. The uh, the film director director last picture show so that was a cool cameo if you're uh, a, a film geek like I am with directors so he's playing a director and it's him so that was actually for me an extra cameo uh, so that and then of course the Stephen King cameo later which of course is phenomenal uh, and mm-hmm. it was well done and it was funny in the scene where he's trying to get yeah. his bike back uh, so that whole cameo was fantastic I agree with you there uh, the Pennywise special effects yeah everything was great about that and that's one of the things I liked about this movie a lot and I'm gonna mm-hmm. get into some of the critical reaction to this movie because I think actually I disagree with a lot of the critical reaction because I know the critical reaction has been actually mixed. Uh, Some people liked it a lot, but a lot of people did not like the movie at all. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't agree with that assessment. Uh, And we'll get into it a little bit uh, once we get into the stuff that we don't like. But I do think the, the, the Pennywise appearances, I think uh, anything with a horror film like this is, is you make them enough where it's not overkill. And I thought it was really, when you see Pennywise, I always thought it was in good places of the movie and it Mm. created a lot of menace, a lot of fear. And yeah. and played into the deeper themes of the movie. So, cause to me, I think that's why I love this movie so much is it's about, um, childhood trauma and how it revisits you when you've grown up and then how you confront mm. it. So it's kind of a real manifestation of an internal struggle. So that's oh, what yeah, I took. Yeah. And, and I love I li- that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so to me, this is like, an, uh, in a nutshell, like an epic horror film. So it's an epic film that happens to have horror elements in it. So maybe that's why some people are disappointed in it. Mm. Uh, because they're, I don't know if they're expecting like a slasher film or more of what you got in chapter one. Yeah. Um, you know, which was, you know, the, you know, they, the kids are battling it. There's, there's bad things that happen and then they have the big fight at the end. So I think maybe people wanted more of that. I'm not sure. Uh, and we'll get into that in a minute, but I, I definitely disagree with a lot of the critical response. Um, anything else that you liked about the movie before we move forward into things that we didn't like about it? If there's anything. Uh, I did like seeing a bit of, uh, Pennywise's origin, how you see, uh, through the vision and everything, how he came down to earth and everything. Oh, I did that's really great. like that. Yeah. And, uh, when it, obviously I think it was Beverly when she confronted, um, Pennywise when she was in that house with the old lady. And of course you see the photos and see him in human form when he's putting the makeup on. I really like that. I would sort of like to see that. I read that the, the rumor that there's going to be like a Pennywise prequel. She's going to look into just Pennywise. And that last seems quite exciting. I wouldn't mind that actually seeing um, the whole origin of Pennywise. 
Yeah, I agree. That was that was a great scene. Yeah, that that scene mm-hmm. in the in the apartment when she goes back to her apartment and yeah. that woman was creepy. Just the whole conversation, and that's one of the great things I loved about the movie because I think. Uh, a lot of people have an issue with the length of the film. I like the fact that it, they separated them and they each explored having to obtain their artifact to bring back to fight the ultimate battle. And I like that each person had to kind of deal with their childhood yeah. trauma and find something that meant to them. So I, I, I love her scene. I loved actually everybody's. Uh, mm. R- Richie Tozer, when he's out, you know, when he when he encounters Pennywise uh, out at the fair where he's floating with all the balloons and just kind of... You get the flashbacks too. I like the good mix of when they went back to when yeah. they were little kids to kind of revisit the things that they were struggling with and things that were that were terrorizing them when they were younger to kind of reinforce what's going on and, and the things that they were suffering. And I thought what I liked about the movie too was at the very beginning, early on, a lot of them didn't remember a lot of things that happened. Their memory was kind of um, fuzzy. And I yeah. love that because when you when you suffer childhood trauma, that's what you do. That's a defense mechanism. You you kind of yeah. either block it out, or you don't remember a lot of it, and it's a way to keep you to protect yourself emotionally. Mm. And I thought that I love that the fact that it explored that. Uh, to me, I, I like that theme kind of resonated with me. So I love that part of the movie, and that's why the length of the film didn't bother me at all. It did never felt mm. long to me, and that's been a criticism. I and mean, it's two hours and forty nine minutes. It did not feel that to me, and I know that's been some of the criticism. I again, I didn't have an issue with the length at all. I thought it was fantastic. What were your thoughts about the length? Because I know a lot of people have complained about it. I did find it long. I I did find it a bit long, but it did fit everything in quite nicely as well. So. It was almost it was worth it was worth the length I think because mm-hmm. everything did sort of fit in neatly and it did need to be as long as it was because mm-hmm. I did see the runtime and I thought oh you know nearly three hours a horror film for nearly three hours that's quite daunting mm-hmm. but then it like I said it did fit everything in so it needed to be as long as it was really so let's get into let's start there since that's been the, one of the criticisms of it so. Uh, we'll get into what we didn't like. So let's start with you. So I think since you said the film felt long, was there anything that maybe you felt that it could have done without that would have made it fine, that would have lowered the running time for you? Um, I do feel like how they did the storyline. You know, um, when he he saw Pennywise in the drain again, doing the artifacts when he went to find Georgie's boat. Yes. And they he met uh, the other child who, who lived in his house, Dean, I think his yeah. name was. Yeah, Dean. He um he met him obviously and said he heard the voices and things in the drain and he warned him to stay away from it and everything like that. I thought that would have been a nice storyline, but there was just too much going on as well, doing the artifacts and the flashbacks. They should have just stuck to one, I think. I think there was a lot of it that was needless, maybe. But at the same time, like with the flashbacks and everything like that, it did it did need to be. No, it's a good point. And the one yeah. issue that I had, yeah, the one issue that I had with the movie, and, it's, and I'm quibbling because, like I said, I, I enjoyed it immensely. The mm. the end of the film, when they go back to the old house where they have the ultimate battle at the end, uh, mm. the battle was fine, but I think it felt a little bit to me repetitive because it's essentially yeah. the end of the first film. Now, what happens once they get there is different, but it, it did feel a little bit repetitive. Yeah. I know they didn't have much choice because that's where he resides per se and that's where the battle would take place so that's the only thing that i kind of detracted it a little bit for me i felt mm-hmm. that that was kind of repetitive but again if that's probably if i had to take a little note there i think that's something maybe they could have changed a little bit more i thought yeah. there was maybe too many elements that were similar to part one 
but that's really my major, not even major, my minor issue with the movie. It didn't detract from the movie per se, but it would probably just make me knock it down a tick in, in what my ultimate review of it would be. But uh, running time, uh, to your point, I, I didn't, because I knew the running time before I came in too, so I was already looking to see, all right, when anything is that long, it's it's my always, my criteria is, is does it feel it? Now, to me, it did not feel long. I, I honestly, not at any time that I feel like, okay, what's going to happen? I Like I said, I, but I think I really love the exploration of each individual character's yeah. a story. So to me, it kept me riveted. I guess the only mm-hmm. second thing as far as the characterization in the long movie is the Mike Hanlon character, I thought didn't really get a lot of attention so as much as i love the backstory mike who stayed in the town and mm-hmm. was basically kind of leading the losers to, to to figure out how to kill pennywise they kind of really r- rushed over his storyline they just basically said his parents were killed in the fire and and they were crackheads and they basically just kind of left it at that there wasn't really any more yeah flesh, so- fleshing out of his story so i thought his story kind of got cheated a little bit yeah, into in the way everyone else's was done as well. It did feel very sort of skimmed over. I, I do agree with you there. Yeah, so that's probably my other yeah. criticism because he was really good. Well, the only thing I have to I have to admit that it was not distracting, but I couldn't believe it. I I the actor uh, Isaiah Mustafa. I'm like, where do I know this actor? And I'm like, I, I, he looks familiar. He sounds familiar. And then it like about halfway through the movie, it clicked. I don't know if they have these commercials in the UK, but he's in the Old Spice commercials. I don't even know if they have those over there, but there's a set of commercials that he did for a fragrance that they sell in the United States called Old Spice. Mm-hmm. And he was like their like the the spokesperson. Like he did comedy or funny oh, commercials. Right. Yeah. I don't know if you know him or not. Do you do you know those commercials? No. No, okay. I'm not. I'm not sure of them. Yeah, so so it was a little distracting because I know him so well from that, but his hair is different in the movie. But then I'm like, mm. oh my god, it's the old Spice guy. So <laughs> it's kind of it was a little distracting, but then I got over it. But he was he was good with what they gave him to do. But I think they didn't give him enough story wise as they did with the other members of the Losers Club. So I did definitely have a, a little bit of an issue with that as well because I thought he did a great job. So let's talk about. I wanted to, and I know I didn't bring it up with you. I want to talk about. Bill Skarsgård's performance as Pennywise. It's phenomenal. I don't know if you saw the the TV miniseries from 1990, the original version uh, of no, it. No, I didn't see that. Well, uh, Tim Curry played Pennywise in that version, and he was very good. And for a television miniseries, you know, with the restrictions of what you could do on TV, it was actually really good. But, yeah, Bill Skarsgård's performance in here is phenomenal in both movies. I oh, just it think is. It's, it's a very physical performance. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's a lot of – you could tell that I could that he put a lot of physicality into yeah. his 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 portrayal and i think that and he's, just added... he's very expressive in the face as well yeah he's got a very expressive face so absolutely he's, yeah, yeah. That, that really adds to it on top of like i said about the the effects they do how they the wardrobe and everything for pennywise the teeth you know everything it it just adds to it he is a very good pennywise oh very outstanding good. And um, I don't know if uh, I actually just finished watching the Hulu series uh, Castle Rock, uh, which uh, season one is on there streaming. And mm. uh, it's basically set in uh, I don't know if it's in Maine or Vermont, but it's basically an amalgam of all of Stephen King's characters. So in the show, there's like the Shawshank prison. There's characters mm-hmm. from different one of his novels. And actually, Bill Skarsgård is in this show. So obviously he has no makeup on. It's his, and you can see just as, yeah, you're right. His face is very, he's got a very unique face. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, any subtle changes, he can go from like menacing to vulnerable 
in the same mm-hmm. scene. So yeah, yeah, his his performance is is outstanding. Like I, said, I haven't seen him in anything before this, before it, and now, but now after he's uh, he's pretty tremendous in it. And it's a and the manifestation of evil is pretty pretty terrifying. Mm. Definitely. And, Yep. And who who did you like as far as uh, the group of actors? Who did you think uh, whose performance made the most impression of taking Pennywise out of it, of the group of the Losers Club? Who did you like the most? Um, well, that's quite a hard one, actually. I quite like the actress who played Beverly. Like I said, that apartment scene was a standout for me. I think that one was really good. She she was really good. The the adult uh, Beverly. I think she was. Yeah, she was probably my favorite. Yeah, Jessica Chastain, great actress, mm-hmm. and uh, I know as we spoke, I, yeah, she's great. She's great, and uh, and then I loved I loved Bill Hader as Richie Tozer, the the comedian. So I mean, he had you know the the one liners, and he was funny, and uh, especially the first part of the movie where he spends basically about forty five minutes just trying to find any way to get out of there <laughs> as quickly as yeah, possible. Yeah, that's quite funny. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah like, he's like, I'm out of here. I don't want to deal with this. But then what I loved about his his story arc is then you, you find out more about him and pretty significant things about him that are yeah. revealed as the movie uh, goes along in a, in a kind of kind of very moving way to me anyway. I just thought especially yeah. the way the movie started. At the then, ending, at the, at the end where they've done the diving, when you see him in the water and he breaks down, that, that, that was really sad. He did well with that. Yeah, just that was, between yeah. Between the both, the transition between being, you know, the comedy element of the film. And, you know, then to switch to be in the, you know, the sad bit. Because, you know, I've, that's what I've read as well. Everyone really sad about that, about his storyline and obviously what you, you know, the significant things that came out about him. Absolutely. You yeah, know, the scene, mm-hmm. yeah, the scene in the water. That's a great point. The scene in the water. Yeah, they're all just come around him and he's just devastated. It's uh, it's beautiful acting. Like I said, I'm a yeah. big fan of his anyway. And, and uh, I'm not surprised he's great. But, yeah, it was a wonderful portrayal. So he's probably my favorite. And again, to bring back uh, the great uh, cameo. And I did love the the. Yeah, the special effects, like you said, were fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. They were well used, and like I said, I love the mood and the and the feeling. Like I said, it it yeah. it, it, it moved me because I think uh, I really love the exploration, and it's a brave thing to do because I know with a you know you have a three hour horror movie and to to really embrace the the issues of trauma and how you deal with it. And I read the book. Did you did you read the book? Uh, no, I didn't read the book actually. Right, so I read the book, you know, eons ago. So. Uh, as of someone that read the book, and normally people that read the book don't like the movie, I know they mm. deviated a lot from the book. The end deviates from the book. Um, yeah. And there was some major things that were cut out. But I didn't have a problem with that because of what they did I thought was awesome. I mean, the movie is never going to be the same as the book because it's, it's impossible to make it the same because no. the book is a thousand pages. So you could probably make two more parts of the movie if you were going to do the book. Uh, so I thought that it was well done. And for me, at least, uh, the fact that you get a Stephen King cameo and then and, and on social media, Stephen King is active on Twitter. So he's, he's spoken very highly of the film. Uh, mm. So for me, if, if the author of the original book is a fan of the movie, then I'm good with it. And I enjoyed it a lot. But I get people's criticisms of it being long. Um, and I get yeah. that. That's a subjective thing. I've, I've kind of come on the opposite side because I don't know. Have you seen... Uh, the Tarantino movie, the latest one. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood, is Correct. it? Uh, no, I haven't seen that yet. Okay. I am meaning to see that because that's uh, based on Sharon Tate murders or something, isn't it? It's the Sharon Tate murders. Yeah, that's yeah. Because yeah. I did a review of it because it, it's gotten pretty much unanimous critical acclaim. I actually <laughs> had some of the same. I had different issues. I liked it, but I didn't love it. And it's mm. another movie that's really long. But I see that movie felt long to me. 
Yeah. So I have the opposite. So I'm kind of like contrarian on both of those. But but again, it's the same thing. When it feels long, it's different. And then the Sharon Tate angle, the, the Sharon Tate, Charles Manson story is actually on the periphery of that movie. It's not as much about no. that as you would think. So when you go see it, just keep that in mind. And I think a lot of people, because I thought it was going to be more about that, but it's really not. It's really oh. kind of outside the periphery. It's really the story of uh, Brad Pitt's character and Leonardo DiCaprio, the actor, and his stunt double. Um, so hmm. it's more about that. But uh, like I said, there's a lot of great things about it. But again, I, that's to, to, to flip it with it. That movie felt long to me once upon a time in, in Hollywood. Um, yeah. But uh, that's kind of the same thing. But I understand people's criticism of it here, uh, of it being a little bit longer than they would have liked it to be. So that's basically there. So I'll go first. So I do movies when I do reviews. I do Van Gogh's just to play on Let Me Bend Your Ear. So I do either one to five. I'm giving the movie a four and a half Van Gogh's because mm-hmm. to me, like I said, I think the half that I'm taking off is the two issues that I had with it, that the ending was a little bit repetitive and yeah. the uh, the the short shrift that the Mike Halen story didn't have. So I'll take those points off for making it a classic for me. But it was, uh, like I said, other than that, I, I absolutely love the movie. So that's going to be my review of it. What review would you give it if you were reviewing it? I think. I think I'm going to go a bit lower than you and say about three and a half. Three and a half out of five. All right. What what knocked it down for you? I think as well, like you said about the ending being repetitive, now is your issue. That was the same for me. It was repetitive. But I also felt it was a bit disappointing as well how they managed to defeat him. Because Pennywise is such... It's an iconic character anyway. He's an iconic villain and such a strong villain that that seemed really disappointing that they'd just be able to defeat him like that. It seemed too simple. Right. too easy how they managed to do it just by because they essentially just you know made fun of him called him bully and made fun of him and then he disintegrated i understand how i feeds off the fear they have of him that's how he you know gains his strength but at the same time that just felt too simple to basically just shout him to death no, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. And uh, like I said, we'll we'll put a spoiler alert warning at the uh, beginning of the episode here. <laughs> but uh, no, you're. Yeah. It's funny because when I watched it, it's funny because I had a mixed feeling at the same time. I'm glad you brought that up actually because when I watched it, I thought kind of what you did for a second. I'm like, wait a minute, that seems a little bit simple. But then I did exactly what you did. I kind of thought about it for a second. I'm like, well, but yeah, it's simple, but. That's really what it came down to because it was mm-hmm. fear is you know is an irrational thing and fear is something that you allow yourself to feel. So if you, once you conquer that fear, when you realize that, wait a minute, why am I afraid? I'm not afraid. Nothing. Yeah. Then, then that's where it gives you the power. But I get what you're saying in a visual medium, like film, it's a little anticlimactic. So I'm sure a lot of people probably share your opinion that that was kind of anticlimactic after all the battles and as powerful as he is, that it would just mm-hmm. simply basically making fun of him would make him be destroyed. So I get that. I think that's a that's a good point. And I think, I, like I said, I felt that way too. And then when I thought it through, I think I, I accepted it a little more than probably in a different film. I probably would have agreed 100% where I was like, wait a minute, that's it? <laughs> yeah. That's how they took uh, this that is down. what I felt. I thought, really? That's, that's all it takes? <laughs> it's, it was a bit like... Couldn't they have just done that like three hours ago, you know? <laughs> That's a good point, too. You're right. They yeah. could have just, there would have been no movie, right? They could have been five minutes, get into town, go to the house right away, make yeah. fun of them, and then go back to their lives. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, that's a great point. Now that you put it that way, wait a minute, I have to change my review now. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> they put me through three hours just for that. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a great point. 
Awesome. Well, that's great. Well, I think uh, we both liked the film. I think I liked it more than you did. I think you're probably more in the camp of most people uh, that I've read online. So I think your review is probably more in line with 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 a lot of people's issue with the movie uh, issues with the movie. I think they're good, good points to talk about. Again, like I said, I, I was a huge fan of it. So I think I liked it more than a lot of people did. Uh, but yeah. I understand uh, the criticism. Like I said, when you're throwing out a two hour and 49 minute movie, uh, you're definitely not going to please everybody. Um, exactly. That's no. uh, that's a lot to ask for a film goer so but for me like i said i went along for the ride i thought i thought it was wonderful so again we've got three and a half from neve and we got four and a half out of five for me for it chapter two like i said we'll put a spoiler alert at the beginning here so we'll make sure nobody uh well they watch the yeah. film first before they listen to the episode so i think what i want to do too is uh i know we discussed um reviewing even though the movie's a year old the 2018 version of halloween I definitely want to do that. I think we're going to, I'll have you come back on in a few weeks. Mm -hmm. We'll uh, coordinate that. I think what I want to do, and I want to get your thoughts on it. I think maybe I'll rewatch the 1978 one and then watch the 2018 because it's a direct sequel. They ignore the other movies. Yeah. So I think I'm going to rewatch. I haven't watched the original Halloween in a while. So I think I'm going to rewatch it because I know I talked about it in our previous show that we did together. Uh, it was one of my favorite horror movies and it still is. But I think I want to watch it and then go right into the 2018 Halloween. Have you seen it yet or no? Yes, I did. I did go to the cinema to see that because uh, I was really excited to see Jamie Lee Curtis back as Laurie Strode. Right. Like, really excited. So I made a point of going to see that and I did enjoy it actually. And I enjoyed, there's loads of like little callbacks to the original in it, like lots of little Easter eggs to the original one. And I love stuff like that. So I did really enjoy that one. That's probably going to be a really good review off me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. No, I'm, I'm excited. I just haven't had a chance, but I'm definitely going to, I think I'm going to watch them back to back. So then yeah, we'll definitely we'll... do it that way. Definitely the old one and then watch the new one. Cause you'll yeah, see all so the little be, Easter eggs yeah, then. Perfect. Yeah. We'll do that probably, yeah, probably in a month's time from now. Cause we'll do mm -hmm. it maybe leading right into Halloween. So we'll definitely yeah. have your, your opinion on that. What I wanted to get from you too, is what I loved about our last episode is you brought some, movies from outside the united states so mm -hmm. I, I love that you uh, had that perspective can you give uh, our listeners maybe another movie that you didn't talk about last time from either the united kingdom canada australia that you would highly recommend because you're my horror movie you're my go-to horror movie person now because like i said horror movies are not movies that i seek out with certain yeah. exceptions you know it because i read the book uh, halloween there's some certain classic ones that i love but you're the you're the expert. So is there anyone you can get out there that maybe people can watch that maybe they won't know about that you loved that's maybe not from the United States? Um, oh, trying to think. Wolf Creek. That's um, an Australian one. That's loosely based on true story. Like over the years, because it's not it's quite an old film. I can't remember what year now off the top of my head, uh, Wolf Creek. But it's basically um, it's based on an Australian serial killer, Ivan Milat. Uh, he's behind some backpacker murders where these backpackers went across the outback and got murdered. And I, I don't think they were, I, I think there was something they weren't ever found. I'm not that familiar with the case. It's not one I've researched uh, lately. But um, Wolf Creek is based on that and uh, a few other incidents that have happened to travellers going to the outback and things unprepared. And it's, uh, it's basically like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but uh, the Australians are just more brutal with their horror films so it is really brutal really gory really scary it's, it's very scary so it's it's definitely worth it wolf creek perfect thank you I know, I know i threw that one on you there sorry about that but nice <laughs> that's uh, no problem. uh so that's great so no so wolf creek check that out if you like uh, brutal scary 
true stories uh, that are outside yeah. the United States. It's kind of fun to look at foreign films uh, of, of that genre to see how different countries uh, kind of uh, handle the horror genre. So thank you for that recommendation. I appreciate that. And uh, before we wrap up again, I want to, uh, if you can, just tell everybody where they can find you on social media and where they can find uh, your blog. I'm on Twitter once again, on Twitter at Crime In My Pocket. And I'm on, it's just a WordPress blog, uh, crimeinmypocket.com as well then. And uh, what was your latest, uh, so we'll give you a plug, what was your latest blog? So so people know what to look for if they, can, when they, if they want to start at the latest one. Um, recently, the last one, I've been quite slow posting. I've been so busy with work because I, I work full time alongside the blog, see. But the latest one I've posted was Pedro Rodriguez. He was uh, basically like a real life Dexter. I don't know if you ever saw the show. Um, I haven't. I know the show. I haven't seen it, though. You're a killer who kills other real killers. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically a real life version of that. He's, uh, he's survived the Brazilian prison because he just fought he just fought everybody off basically uh, he's suspected killed well over 100 people and he did his time in Brazilian prison and he's released now and completely reformed as well he's non he's quiet now I think he has a YouTube channel as well oh my where he goodness. speaks on that now and again yeah wait, wait. <laughs> so wait, he was the on. latest one so he, he he was convicted he served his time he's out and mm-hmm. he has a YouTube channel yeah, he well, he did go. I think he was arrested again briefly for something else, but he got out again. And yeah, he's got a YouTube channel with a, oh. It's only got a couple of videos, you know. It's not a big channel. He's not like you know, a YouTube influencer or anything. But yeah, he's got a little channel and he speaks. Like, it's all in Portuguese though, because obviously he's Brazilian. So I don't know what they're saying because I don't speak Portuguese. <laughs> so. <laughs> Okay, listeners out there, if that's not a good tease to read her blog, I don't know what is. That's, uh, <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> so it is, everybody it is. definitely, yeah, check that out. I mean, she's, uh, uh, I've read her blog. She does a lot of research. She puts a lot of time into them. That's why I think to her point, she, they're, they're, they're slower coming out because she, she mm-hmm. does a lot of work. She doesn't throw this together. So I highly recommend it. And with that description of her latest one, I mean, you got to check that out. That's, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> Well, Neve, again, it's great to have you on. Thank you for coming back on. I can't wait till we do our Halloween episode. That's going to be a lot of fun. And like yes. I said, I'll definitely continue to come to you as my horror movie person. Um, oh, I think, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I think I want to get, because I other thing I want to talk about, too, is I still have to see Hereditary. And then the movie, was it Midsommar that he did la- the this summer, the same director that came mm. out? I don't know. You've probably seen them already. I don't know. Uh, no, no, I haven't seen that, either of them. Yeah, so uh, I'll I'll talk to you about that offline because I think those are two horror movies that people are kind of saying are the new wave of kind of cool, awesome horror movies. So I'll definitely get with you on that. Maybe we can do a show down the road on those two movies as well. But again, it's uh, awesome to have you on. Thank you so much for jumping on and doing this again with me. Lovely. Thank you for having me once again as well. Thank you for listening to today's episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. Again, if you'd like to follow the show on social media, the Twitter handle is at BendYourEarPod. That is also the handle for Instagram. The website again is letmebendyourear.com. And you can email the show at bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. As I ask in every episode, if possible, if you listen to the show on the iTunes platform specifically, please rate and review the show. This is a simple way you can help this podcast or any podcast you're a fan of become higher profile in search results when anyone is looking for a new podcast to listen to. So again, if you can rate and review the show, 
uh, specifically on the iTunes platform. Uh, if you listen to the show on any other platform that it's available on, I believe they have rating and reviewing as well. So please feel free to do it if you listen to it on a platform other than iTunes. But specifically for iTunes listeners, please uh, rate and review if you can. The other thing I always ask as well, if you don't mind, is share the show on your social media. Uh, Twitter is a place where I've been able to grow the show and uh, interact with other podcasters. So if you have a social media account, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you're on social media, if you could share the show, that'd be fantastic. It's another way uh, other people will have an opportunity to seek the show out and find it uh, as an independent podcaster. Obviously, any means that we can to get listeners is one we're going to take advantage of. So your help is important and greatly appreciated. Again, I hope you enjoyed this episode and you come back and listen for more. Thanks, and I hope everybody has a wonderful week.